Welcome to Live Free Church. We're a church that's passionate about reaching people at all costs. Here you can find all our recent sermons. We are so glad that you joined us today. We want people to live free lives ultimately found in Jesus because we believe that free people, free people. Hey, welcome to Live Free Church. Uh, my name is David McMaster and I'm a pastoral apprentice with Live Free I just want to welcome you here. Um, we're doing this series called Free People Are. Um, we've done Free People Are All About Jesus. Free People Are Unburdened. Free People Are Generous. Free People Are Forgiven. And today we're looking at this idea that free people are not afraid. This past summer, one of my favorite things to do was to uh, go camping and fishing. And there's this lake up by uh, Cherryville called Sugar Lake, and it's one of my favorite spots to go. Now, I went there a few times this summer, and I remember the first few times I would go there, and um, the host, after we set up our campsite, would come and, and give us the spiel, and, and every time he would say, don't go on the water in the afternoon, because there's these, these mountain winds that come up, and it makes the, the lake really dangerous. And, they, and he said that he's had to, to rescue people off the lake. Now, I'd been up there a couple times, and I'd never noticed this happening. I never saw these winds come up or these crazy waves. And so this, this one time I go up, and, and there's this island out in the middle of the lake, and I wanted to go explore it. And so um, the lake was, was nice and calm. It was like the glass, like the crystal. You could see the reflection. And, and I wanted to go explore it in the afternoon. And so I get in my little fishing boat uh, with my wife, and, and we start going out to this island. It's about five or ten minutes out. And so we start going, around, going to it, and we just want to go around it and then come back. And so I, I go to the island. We start making our way around it, and then something changes. All of a sudden, the lake goes from being super calm to super windy and, and big waves. And I remember in that moment being afraid because I was out a long ways away from my camp and I was now in a storm. And, and I remember I had to hit the waves at like the 45 because if you were to go straight, you'd get water in the boat. And I remember just fighting against those waves, fighting against the wind just to get back to our campsite. And it took a long time to get there. And I remember being afraid. And I think the point is this, that sometimes in life we get caught in unexpected storms. And in those storms, we can often become afraid. Now, before we go into this, I want to mention that that I'm going to be using this idea of storm a lot, which is simply a metaphor for the hardships and the chaos that you're going to go through in life. So we're talking about this idea that free people are not afraid. So then what is fear? Fear is defined as as this unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. Fear can also, I believe, happen when, when we go through something where the outcome is uncertain. And life is full of storms. And sometimes storms are, are a result of the rippling effects of our sin. But also God allows us to go through storms. He allows us to go through hardships and suffering and chaos to test our faith. 
Here's what I know for certain. Life is going to have unexpected times of hardship, chaos, and storms. You're either going to go through one, you're going through one, or you will go through one. And this is what I want us to know today, that in the, in the midst of the storm, Jesus will come to you. He'll get in the boat with you, and you don't need to be afraid. And my hope would be that we would choose faith over fear when life becomes hard. So do not be afraid. This is a common phrase that we find in Scripture. It's all throughout this book. And so if you have a Bible, uh, we're going to be looking at a passage in Matthew 14, 22 to 32. Uh, this, this story is also found in Mark and John. And I'm going to be referencing a, a few of the details in those accounts as well. But if you have a Bible, go to Matthew 14, 22 to 32. To set the scene, this is happening during Jesus' ministry. He has disciples that are following him, that are walking with him. He's teaching, healing, and doing miraculous things during his ministry. And this, this passage takes place right after the feeding of the 5,000, where he feeds a crowd with, with two, lo- or two fish and, and five loaves. And then he, he says this, Immediately, he made the disciples get in the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, other side while he dismissed the crowds. After dismissing the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Well into the night, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat was already some distance from land, battered by the waves because the wind was against them. Jesus came toward them walking on the sea very early in the morning. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them. Have courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter answered him, command me to come out to you on the water. He said, come. And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on water and came towards Jesus. And when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught a hold of him. And he said to him, you have little faith. Why do you doubt When they got in the boat, the wind ceased. Then those in the boat worshipped him and said, Truly you are the Son of God. There's sort of two things I want us to look at today. First is that that storms test our faith. And the second is that Jesus is with us. The first question I had was, did Jesus know he was sending the disciples into the storm? Yes. Why? Well, there's sort of two sorts of storms that we go through. There are storms of correction, which is a, a storm where we're disciplined, and, and the book of Jonah would be a good testament to that. But there's also storms of perfection, where God wants us to grow, where he wants to perfect our faith. Now, the disciples had been tested before in a storm earlier in Matthew, and, and in that storm, Jesus was with them in the boat. This time, they weren't, or he wasn't. So for the disciples, it became a question of, will God provide in the storm? Will God show up in the storm? And will God take away my fear in the storm? But I think we can ask ourselves those questions too in the storms that we go through in life. Will God provide for us in the storm? Will God show up in the storm? And will God take away my fear in the storm? The only way we can truly know 
if we trust God in the storm, is to go through a storm. Why does the Lord test our faith? It's simple, to see if our faith is actually real. To see if we actually trust God to show up and to provide and to take away our fear. The only way you find out if you actually have faith is if you are able to exercise your faith. I remember as I felt this call to come to Kelowna, I'm originally from Salmon Arm. It was a life-changing decision that had to be made. And it was a scary decision. I had to move to a new, a new city. I didn't know where I was going to live or, or if I was going to be able to make ends meet or if even this church plant would work out. There was a, a whole lot of unknowns than there was knowns. But God was saying, go. He was calling me out onto the water. And, and then to add on to that, the uncertainty of a pandemic happens right, right as we go to launch. And at times it felt like, like we're fighting against waves, fighting against that wind. But God provided every need. And whether I was fearful or not, which I was, I chose to do faith even in my fear. And, and God provided the whole way through. Do you trust that God will show up and that God will be with you? God will test your faith because he calls you to a life of trust towards him. He never, he never promises that the life will become easier when you become a Christian. There's, there's some churches out there that, that teach that, that if you become a Christian, your life is going to get really great. You're not going to suffer. You might get better health and, and you might become wealthy. But that's actually a false gospel. Instead, Jesus calls you to a relationship with him. And relationships take trust. We have a whole testament that tells us that Jesus is who he said he is. And it's found in this book. That he died for you, that he, he rose, that he conquered sin, Satan, and death. And that he did it out of his love for you. So Jesus sent his disciples into a storm test their faith. And, and some of you may be entering a storm. Maybe it's a diagnosis. Maybe it's the loss of something or someone. Maybe it's pain or maybe it's suffering. Maybe it's depression or maybe it's anxiety. Or maybe it's even a pandemic. As a world, we're going through a storm right now. It's been said that, that fear and anxiety are at an all-time high in this season. We live in uncertain times and there is a lot of fear. There's a fear of getting the virus. But there's also the psychological effects of not being around one another that makes us afraid. And, and at times I think it feels like we're paddling against the wind and against the waves and there's no end in sight. But here's the question. As we're in the storm, who do we look to? Because I think we can get really frustrated or fearful. But what's interesting is Jesus was never concerned about the storm. He was concerned about the faith of the disciples who were choosing fear over faith. And in this time, I believe that, that Jesus is asking us, who are you going to trust in the chaos? Who is your hope in this chaos? And here's something comforting. 
Jesus doesn't just leave us in the storm by ourselves. He comes to us. Jesus came to the disciples on the water in the chaos of their storm that they're going through. But what's interesting, when Jesus walks towards them, they think he's a ghost and are terrified. Why didn't they recognize Jesus? Well, I don't, I don't think they were expecting Jesus, and I don't think they were ever looking for Jesus. I think often in the chaos of our own storms, when we are tired, when we're frustrated, when we're not really thinking straight, we forget. And we don't expect, or we don't even believe that Jesus is going to show up in our storms. For some reason, we forget to look to Jesus. And in other times, I think we sometimes just choose not to forget or choose not to look for him. Think about when you've gone through a tough season. What are you looking for? What do you turn to? Are you looking for something to numb you, like alcohol, media, maybe sex or money? Or are you looking for someone to save you? Are you looking to be numbed or are you looking to be saved? And here's our confidence as Christians. God will show up. It might not be in the way that you expect that God will show up. God showed up walking on water. I don't think the disciples ever assumed that that Jesus would show up to them walking on water in the storm. But Jesus will show up in a way that he knows we need most, which is often different than what we think we need. When Jesus comes to the disciples, he tells them, Have courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. One of the most common phrases we find in scripture is don't be afraid. We don't need to be afraid when our confidence is in Christ. No matter what you're going through, Jesus is with you. No matter what you're feeling, Jesus can empathize with you. No matter the loss you've experienced, Jesus will come near to you. And here's something interesting. Peter says, if it's actually you, command me to come out to you on the water. That's what Jesus says, come. Now Peter gets out in the boat and he starts to walk towards Jesus. And Jesus allowed Peter to walk on water towards him. And Peter makes a mistake. He looks to the wind. He looks to the chaos and becomes afraid and he begins to sink. Why did Peter begin to sink? Peter started to sink when his faith shifted from trusting God And instead, he started to look towards the instability of his circumstances around him. And it produced fear. In that moment, he chose fear over faith. Right after Jesus had just said, don't be afraid. But what happens? Peter cries out to God when he starts to sink. It was the crying out to Jesus that stopped him from looking at the chaos and at the world as a source of salvation and it refocused him back on Jesus. And I think sometimes God will allow us to sink a little bit. Why? Because I think it's a refocusing grace that he gives us to remind us that he's the only hope, that he is the only salvation that we have, the only savior we have. In the chaos of the storms of your life, when you're afraid, who do you cry out to? When life gets tough, are you crying out to Jesus? 
When life seems to be against you, are you crying out to Jesus? When you feel like there is no hope, are you crying out to Jesus? And when you're afraid, are you crying out to Jesus? I remember there was this time when I was younger, and I went on this missions trip uh, to Mexico with my youth group, and I came back and I started to get really sick. I started to get these really awful pains in my lower abdomen, and it, it got to a point where I wasn't able to digest food. And I became really afraid because I didn't know what was going on with me. And so I was, I was brought to the hospital and they started doing lots of tests over a few days. And, and I remember being really, really afraid in those moments because the doctors were struggling to figure out what it was. And I had no idea what it was. And I was in a lot of pain. And, and I, remember, I remember being scared, but I also remember in those moments where I was waiting in my head, just praying to God, crying out to Jesus, because that was the only thing I knew to do. But I found comfort in crying out to God because I knew he would be with me, and I knew that he would never leave me. It turned out that I had this, this bad strain of, of E. coli, but, but, and I recovered. But in those moments, in that storm, the only hope was Jesus, regardless of the storm ended or not. When you feel afraid, cry out to Jesus because he's the only one that can save you and he's the only one that can give you hope. I must mention too that our faith fails all the time. We're not supposed to be afraid. As, as Jesus is calling Peter out, he tells him, don't be afraid. We're not supposed to be afraid, but yet we become afraid. And for Peter, he looked away. But Jesus still reached out his arm and saved him. Even when our faith has led us to sink, Jesus still reaches out his arm to save us because Jesus is with us in the storm. Now Matthew and Mark, in their gospel, they say that, that Jesus got into the boat after this and, and the storm ceased. And Jesus can end storms. There's no doubt about that. But John's gospel is a little different he leaves out that detail of the storm ending. Why? I think John maybe wanted us to know that sometimes the storm doesn't end. But Jesus is still with us in the storm. And here's some hope. Regardless of, of whether the storms in your life end or not, the storm is promised to end when you reach eternity with Jesus where there will be no pain and suffering, where there will be no virus, no cancer, no loneliness, no anxiety, and no fear. But while you're on earth, God is perfecting your faith. He's leading you into situations that will allow you to trust him and remember that Jesus is with you. And I also love that, that when the disciples got into the boat, or when Jesus got into the boat with the disciples, they worshiped him. Worship doesn't depend on whether or not the storm or the hardship ceases. Worship is dependent on Jesus saying who he says he is. They worshiped Jesus because they saw that Jesus had power. He had power to do the miraculous. He had power over nature. He had the power to save them, to rescue them. And he had power to take away their fear. Jesus has power over fear. When we choose to trust in Jesus, 
when we choose to, do, to, to follow in faith with our confidence fully on Christ, then we really have nothing to fear. And then we can worship him for who he is. If he's delivered you from a storm, worship him. If, if you're in a storm and Jesus is with you right now, worship him. If, if Jesus doesn't take away that storm, remember that he's with you and worship him. Jesus comes near to you and Jesus will come in the boat with you. So what does this actually mean for you and I? Jesus tells us not to be afraid, but why are we so afraid? We are afraid when we don't believe that Jesus is with us in the storm. And here's what fear does. Fear controls, fear cripples, fear distracts us from experiencing the presence of Jesus. We all struggle with fears, worries, anxieties. We worry and fear about what our reputations might be, or maybe it's an injury or, or a diagnosis, or, or maybe it's paying bills, losses in our life. It could be the fear of dying or being lonely. The list could go on and on and on. But what does Jesus say? Don't be afraid. Why? Because Jesus is here. He is with you. God knows you. He knows your heart. He knows the things that you fear. So talk to him about it. That's the amazing thing about prayers. He's, he's created this opportunity for us to be able to speak to God, to come to God with what we're feeling afraid about. God also cares about you. He knows you better than you know yourself. And he knows exactly what you need. And the greatest need that you need is himself. Is himself. God loves you. And Christianity is one of the only religions where God comes to you. Every other religion says you must go to God. Christianity is the one that says Jesus will come to you. God has also gone through the storms. Jesus went through storms as he was on earth. He would have known the feeling of, of rejection, of loneliness, of losing someone you love, of verbal and physical abuse, and of suffering. And even more, Jesus endured the ultimate storm, which was his death on the cross because of our sin, where he saves us, where he's saying that you don't need to go through that storm. I've done it for you. Jesus went through it all, and he rose victorious over it all. Jesus knows the storms you need to go through in life are not easy. And he might send you into one to see if you actually need him or not. If you choose faith, if you, if you choose faith over fear, you will remember that he's right beside you, that he's with you, that he knows you, that he cares for you, that he loves you and that he will sustain you through it. Whatever you're going through, do you believe that today? Choose faith over fear. Free people are not afraid to go through storms. Why? Because Jesus is with you. Free people are not afraid to suffer. Why? Because Jesus went through the ultimate suffering, so he knows what it's like, and he's with you walking through it. Free people are not afraid of the uncertainty that life is going to throw at you, because Jesus is in control. If free people are not afraid, let's pray. Lord, I thank you that I can come to you with my fears.
And Lord, I pray that, that you would realign my heart to focus on you, Jesus, and not focus around the, the storms or the suffering around me. God, I, I pray that, that I would know you deeper. And Lord, that as I, as I come to know you, that, that Lord, my trust and my, my confidence would be fully on you, Jesus. I pray that you'd help us when we're in the storms. Lord, that we would be reminded that you're with us, you're beside us, you're in the boat with us. And that, Lord, we don't need to fear because you're with us. We pray this in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to our podcast. Share with your friends. We would love for you to join our movement. All you have to do is go to livefree.church to join us.